0: Welcome to Things That Will Help with Buffy Barfoot. This podcast explores what it's like to be human and how to find tools to feel clear, grounded, and happier. The weekly theme will be simple as well as rich and something you can apply to your real life. The human stories ahead do not negate the hard or the dark, but rather point to the lighthouses along the way. This is Buffy. everybody happy pride this is a very special month to remind us that beauty and love come in all forms and things that will help is a podcast that celebrates all humans wherever they are on the rainbow this is a this is a safe place of inclusion and conversation where differences are not only tolerated but they're celebrated Every now and then, um, I love cleaning out my pantry and my closet. I usually do this a couple times a year. And I pull everything out and examine it and clean it. And then I choose whether to put it back in or to toss it. And there's a new consciousness around the chosen items And I also like to do this same thing with the main categories of my life, which I sometimes think about as rivers that feed into a bigger body of water that integrates my whole life. And I started to do a deep examination the other day of my whole life. And I thought, you know, I wonder if this is something that my listeners would like and think about how to apply for themselves. And so this episode, I'm going to tell you about, th- about four different categories that I break my life into in terms of wellness, physical, mental, spiritual, and community, which are pretty general. And each category can house a lot of things. And of course, your categories may be really different. And, and what's housed in your categories will certainly be different than mine. I think of these things as a, a living, breathing river of ideas to support my highest health. And they change as I change. And what worked once doesn't always stay working. Um, though some of my rituals have remained constant. And they're things that I evolve and and return to over a long period of time. So... What I'm going to tell you in this episode, these are, these are tips. None of them are, are magic bullets. None of them exempt you from common sense. None of the, them exempt you from seeking medical attention and mental health support from professionals. These things I'm going to tell you about today, they're really simple. And they're just things that you can put into your bucket of tools. But absolutely, they should all be filtered through your own discovery and in, intuition and determined for yourself whether or not they'll support you. And also one more thing, this, um, this list of wellness rituals is not complete, but just things that I've discovered that rejuvenate me and help me stay healthier. And so I really hope that some of them help you. Mostly, <clears throat> I just hope that it inspires you to identify your own rivers and tend to them so that you are consciously thriving These categories, physical, mental, spiritual, and community, they spill into one another. They feed one another. And they're not really separate at all, but I separate them so that I can talk about them because it feels easier to me to organize it that way. Um, But all that we do to heighten our physical health also feeds our spiritual life and our mental wellness, and that all spills into our community and how we, we carry on relationships with other people. So while I may organize them separately, they're, they're truly not separate at all. Okay. I am going to start with physical health and wellness, which of course is kind of the most concrete. Right now, in terms of exercise, I bike, um, like do a spin class, box, or strength train for 30 minutes four times a week. And right now I use the Peloton, um, the Peloton app and the Peloton bike for this part of my fitness, but there are a ton of different programs and ways to get that into your life, um, especially in the summer, like when you can actually go out and bike outside. That's preferable. I um, I dance. Or move freely for at least five minutes a day. And sometimes that's really slow and supple and gestural. And sometimes it's high energy and I work up a frothy sweat. And I tend to let my choice of music and my intuition drive that daily. I practice a lot of circular rolling of my joints. I roll out my neck and my Head to get the kinks out. I practice shaking, kind of like I'm flinging water off my hands and arms and upper body swings from side to side. I've learned that these types of movements help to release stuck energy and stuck trauma that gets caught in the body. And afterwards, I always feel renewed and refreshed. And swings. Um, swinging the upper body back and forth and, and shaking that water flinging movement also helps to regulate the nervous system and, um, certainly makes me feel more calm afterwards. And this movement, um, which I guarantee myself five minutes a day is of course it's, it's free, it's intuitive, it's replenishing, and it's something that I can do anywhere without equipment, which I like, um, Dancing and and that kind of freestyle is an important five minutes inside of my day. And sometimes my kids join in, which is always really fun, and they think it's silly. Um, I practice yoga every day, seven days a week. And sometimes I practice for an hour and a half and really drive myself. And sometimes that practice is only 10 minutes and one or two very simple poses on the floor. Um, I have learned that for me, daily yoga is a non-negotiable and it, it definitely looks quite different from day to day. It's like a moving prayer for me. Um, this practice touches on all the rivers at once and is really crucial to my well-being. Um, in terms of nutrition and diet, I try to eat mostly plant-based Whole foods. I try to eat seasonally and mostly fresh, nutrient dense cooked vegetables. I eat lots of bowls with veggies and quinoa and homemade sauces, which I found are really key um, to delicious bowls and leafy greens. I limit dairy, but I do have some. I eat fermented foods like sauerkraut and kimchi and high quality yogurts and try to top my bowls with things like pumpkin seeds and hemp seeds and seaweed. Um, I really love a glass of good wine and a front porch sit with my husband, a square of dark chocolate a couple times a week. Um that also feeds my body, mind and spirit and community. So all the rivers are there <laughs> for me on that front porch. I will eat organic fish and chicken some, which helps to heighten my protein intake and make me feel more grounded. I will say, I think creating your ideal diet and nutrition plan is such an individual and intuitive process and can change seasonally with your age and with your life activities. And it should be looked at often and I think adjusted accordingly. I I think one of the biggest things I've learned is um, to stop reading what everybody else is doing and be as influenced by that, but really instead notice how I feel After eating different foods, you know, and that seems obvious, but I I don't think we always do that. We don't always listen to our bodies to give us the information about how something that we eat is treating us. Um, I also believe that food is love. And when people make food for me, I eat it as an offering. Um, When my mom makes a pie and brings it over, I eat a piece of it. I believe food, especially food that is a gift, is made... Uh, that's made with love, and I believe that's good for the soul, and and things like that I love to enjoy in moderation. I don't worry about that at all, and I savor those gifts. Um, I guess I I figure that mostly what I put into my body is really clean and and incredibly healthy, and if my mom makes a southern meal of fried chicken, mashed potatoes, and buttery green beans with a walnut pie as a finisher— Um, (laughs) well then I know that her love language is cooking and, and, and support. And, um, that's one of the ways that she cares for us. And I say, yes, um, when she does that to that kind of soul food, it's also such a treat for me to have anybody cook a meal because I cook so many meals for my family that it feels so generous and good to have somebody else do that for me sometimes, Um, So you can see how these categories spill over into one another, the physical, the mental, the spiritual, and the community. Um, Lately, I have been reading more about intermittent fasting. And I've been dabbling in that a little bit. Um, the idea is that you give your body a chance to really rest and recover from digesting food and that provides some health benefits. And I've been trying a 16 hour fast. So I have an early supper around five and then I don't need to eat again until midday the following day. And so far, even with rigorous exercise in the mornings, that's been really working and I feel good. Um, I haven't been doing it long enough probably to report any long-term health benefits yet, but the science I've read about it really backs it up. Um, (laughs) I I have to confess that also I'm not totally sure that I'm not cheating um, on the fasting because I do have coffee in the morning, almost first thing, and that coffee has coconut milk creamer um, because taking cream out of my coffee is like taking the joy out of my soul. Um, But that also might mean that my fast doesn't count. So I will let you know what I find out about that, but I'm keeping my creamer. Um, I know it seems like a really simple thing to say, but I think being properly hydrated is so important. Um, Enough water can solve a lot of things. Um, I've been tracking my hydration and, and that seems to help um, there are even fitness trackers and watches that help you keep track of your hydration. So, so important. Um, before every shower, I dry brush my whole body. I've been doing this for years and I really believe in it. The benefits include a boost for my immune system. It stimulates the lymphatic system and age and aids in, um, lymphatic drainage. It promotes blood flow and circulation, and all of that helps to increase my energy level. And I think it also, I don't know if this is really true, but I think it smooths out cellulite some. Um, It seems to, and it makes my skin feel really smooth and soft all over. And you can get a dry brush just about anywhere, even at the grocery store. So I highly recommend. And the technique is always brush towards the heart. So start at the feet and brush upwards. And then once you get to your belly, go in a circular motion, which is supposed to stimulate digestion. Um, And don't forget your armpits. There's lots of lymph nodes in your armpits. And it takes about five minutes to do it thoroughly, and then you're all set. So easy and such a good thing. Something else I love is called Abhyanga. It's Ayurvedic self-massage uh, with like warm, um, warmed up oils. And there's really great health benefits that come from this ritual. I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time because it's kind of, it's detailed and and pretty specific. So I would suggest if you're interested to look it up and read about it. And with each dosha or body constitution, there's a different oil that's recommended. And there's a certain technique um, to Abhyanga, uh, but it's lovely and really super healing, especially uh, for those of you who live in drier climates like Colorado. I try and do this once a week. And sometimes I do it more often in the winter months. Um, I have this one amazing nightly ritual. I now call it drain the day. Drain the day. And I do legs up the wall for five minutes. Um, It's the last thing I do before bed. And it's really soothing for my tired legs. It gives me a gentle stretch for my hammies. Um, I found that it feels really good on my low back and just kind of expands and gives the low back a lot more room. Um, It calms my brain from the, the busyness of the day. And as I'm doing this during this five minutes, I imagine that I'm draining the day out, especially anything from my day that feels like I need to let go and not overthink or something that I need to surrender control over i love this ritual so much and it is mind body spirit goodness and i try not to miss it ever super easy to end the day with um i floss every day every day i floss i use an electric toothbrush i'm really diligent now about my dental health i wasn't always um i i used to have really bad anxiety about going to the dentist because I didn't have insurance and I was afraid it would be something bad and I wouldn't be able to afford it. So back in my 20s, there were years, years, I mean, that went by when I didn't go to the dentist. And then I sort of got myself into into trouble um, with that and with needing some pretty extensive dental work because of that neglect. And now I go every six months, even though I still get anxious and I hate going and I dread all the things they say, like, wow, you have a lot of dental work in your mouth, you know, (laughs) and other such life-affirming things. Uh, But I do it anyway. I floss religiously. I brush every zone. I use a tongue scraper, all the things. And I just keep doing it straight through those old stories and not enoughness and all the stuff that I hold around dental stories. And I, I really think my health is better because of that. Um, I go to bed early. I turn out the lights at nine. Generally I'm deeply protective over my sleep. My kids wake up very early and I like to get up before them to meditate and have a few sweet moments to myself. So I do go to bed early because that morning sanctuary is worth it to me. Um, I wear sunscreen, like it's my job and hats, 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 hat in the sun. Um, I take fish oil, magnesium, calcium, vitamin D, vitamin C. I take a really good probiotic and collagen, um, I try and take a fresh air walk every day of the year in rain, snow, cold, warm. And that, just do it. committing to that, being outside in some form every day, feeds all my rivers. Um, I want to tell you something that I want to get into, but I haven't yet. Um, cold plunges and ice baths. I, I really, really don't like to be cold. But I'm super interested in the benefits and what it does for mental and physical health. Um, it fights depression, supposedly, and anxiety and all sorts of benefits for you. I, <laughs> I think I talked about this much earlier in the podcast some, some episode long ago. Um, I tried to do it in the shower, but then I just like stick one leg in and panic and pull it out. Um, so the shower doesn't really work for me. I'm not committed enough, so I'm working my way up to it, uh, but I'll keep y'all posted. I might need some serious testimonials from you to encourage me to do this. I'm going to try, try to get into it. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to move to mental health, which I'm going to keep pretty simple today. I know that right now, for almost every human I know, mental health is a serious issue and mental health issues are on the rise. People are In general are more stressed more depressed more anxious and more mentally exhausted than ever before and we just keep telling people to do some yoga and power through and i think all of these things that i mentioned in the physical wellness category eating well exercise fresh air good vitamins good sleep meditation yoga all the things like that do contribute to better mental health Um, And for some people, many people, those kinds of things are enough. Um, I know that when I do all of those things I've already told you about today, I'm physically and mentally better for it. Sometimes taking care of my mental health looks like (laughs) last night, which was me in my closet by myself watching a crime show and eating ice cream. Sometimes that's exactly what I need to reset myself and to carry on. And I I really do believe in not being so rigid with yourself that you don't have decadent detours because those can be the most pleasurable things, especially when practiced in moderation. Um, For a long time, for me, yoga and daily meditation was enough to keep my depression and anxiety under control. Uh, but somewhere along the way, during the pandemic, um, the stress of raising two very small, tender hearted people, a vast career change, uh, my mother battling metastatic stage four breast cancer, I decided I needed more help. And I recently started taking something to support my mental health, something for depression and anxiety. And it's just made a tremendous difference for me. And I think it's so important for us to break the stigma around mental health and to talk more openly about it so that we as, um, as kind of inspiring people, artists, um, wellness, fitness folks, that we don't continue to spiritually bypass what people are going through. Yoga, sunshine, and meditation – eating well, all wonderful, and they do not solve everything. So please, let's begin to deeply care for ourselves, support one another, and make space and reverence for the the many tools and ways to do that, and check on each other. Uh, Make it okay for somebody to talk to you and for you to talk to somebody else. The other practices um, that I make sure to do for my mental health, I meditate every single day, at least 20 minutes, Um, preferably in the morning. I practice breath work too, which helps me move stale energy and improves my brain function and helps me stay calm. I uh, recommend learning some breathing techniques. The book Breath by James Nestor is a really good resource and I encourage you to read that. Other things I do, I establish great boundaries around my phone and screen time. I speak my truth and I don't resent silently or I try not to, I try to find the courage to speak for what I need. And during my drain the day ritual, I work on letting things go that I can't control, like how other people conduct themselves or how other people react to me or feel about me. I try to drain it out of my brain so that I can go to sleep clear and content. Um, My spiritual life is not separate from my day to day. I see God in nature and in my children's eyes. I pray regularly like it's a letter or a conversation. Um, It's not super formal. It's sort of an ongoing conversation. I do believe that God or the divine source or however you choose to give language to that belongs to each of us and is not limited To a certain doctrine or a religious affiliation, I believe that we're all children of God. And however you see and feel that divine pulsation, the one that connects us to something bigger, is entirely personal and should be without rules. This kind of beauty does not leave people out, but helps all beings remember that how they are is not a mistake, but they are a miracle. My spiritual life is remembering those miracles, and that part of my life is quiet and internal and personal and returns me back to love. My spiritual life is not a place, but it's a remembering and something that I have to keep returning to, and the healthier and more clear I am physically and mentally, the more connected I feel to spirit. And so as I keep reiterating, all the categories spill into one another. So I hope that you get inspired to work on them all because you're going to start to see how they all interact and integrate. And lastly, community. I, I believe none of this work, this beautiful work that we're doing, is done in a vacuum. We need each other to expand. We need to see And we need to be seen, to share a common language of support and wellness and resilience and love. And I mentioned this um, a couple weeks ago in the Mala's episode, the word Kula. It means chosen family or community of the heart. So your Kula may be your blood family, but it doesn't have to be. There, There are a lot of people around you, even that you may love, that are not... In your inner kula, I can't encourage you enough to find your people, the ones that can hold all the things you're going through, and tend to those people. Hold them close. Put their birthdays and their special mem- memories and their special memorials on your calendar and remember what they need and tend to them. Have sit-down in-person circles with your coolest so that you can get to the depths, the darkest depths of what they need and what you need. It's It's too late now. It's too late to just skirt around things. We are here in the middle of something right now, something new and profound, I believe. So don't wait to get some kind of sign, or don't wait for a clearing to start gathering your kula. Check on each other. Tell somebody if you're not okay. Notice if someone else is not okay. Call somebody. Send them a postcard. Um, I really believe that we're meant to be doing this together, this work of life. Um, so these, these four rivers, physical, mental, spiritual, and community, these four rivers feed into the ocean, And they blend together and they depend on each other. And if one is dried up, um, eventually the others do too. So we have to tend to them all. So as you think about these rivers in your life, organize them in a way that makes sense for you, which will likely be very different than mine. But I I hope that this has helped give you some insight into your own wellness opportunities and ways to see yourself holistically. And... Um, Most importantly, a way to remember that everything that you take in, your food, your people, your conversations, your exercise, prayer, breath, all of that feeds into the same ocean. So take care of yourself. And thank you all so much for listening. I hope you have a beautiful day. Take care.